Well, you only live once, maybe not. And this life right now might be all we've got. So let's contemplate the hereafter while we speculate with some laughter about this grim thing that happens to us all. After that final curtain call. But before you take that final breath, let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and my guest today is pretty inspiring. I had the conversation with her because I had heard her on my friend Chris's podcast, Coffee Over Suicide, and I was like, okay, I need to talk to her because she just really inspires. And her name is Angela Marshall. And the, the episode that we do is just, you know, just that. It's straight inspiring. It's straight making a choice with your life. Um, it is one of those things where, you know, a lot of us have a tendency to kind of be more of a victim. And she has this whole attitude of, uh, of just kind of making a choice of how you react to things, which is something I've heard, but I just, you know, I don't, I don't practice it that well. You know, everybody has a tendency to be like, oh, this happened to me. And it's like, okay, well, it's how you react to it. And, uh, you know, it's all a choice. So, you know, and I've tell people, it's like, I'm the kind of person where I get mad when an app stops working on my phone, but I'll get rear-ended on the highway and I'm like, eh, shit happens, you know? Um, So I'm kind of there, but it's almost like the big things don't happen as much as little things. And it's the little things that piss me off a lot. So... I need to learn those reactions and, and I'm struggling. Eh, you know what? I'm not even struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm learning day by day, baby steps. So anyway, uh, in this episode, we kind of talk about how she went from being an NFL wife, you know, in other words, the wife of an NFL professional football player to going to a nine to five. But then eventually she turned that around again. You know, it's a matter of choice. She turned that around and became an entrepreneur. And she, uh, she has a great concept that I love. She refers to it as living vicariously through yourself. And I just, I, I dig that. I think that is cool because it's, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, a lot of people live vicariously through somebody else, through the movies they watch or their children or their grandkids or whatever. And this is living vicariously through yourself. So let that sink in. It's going to come up in the episode here. And, um, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of good stuff in this, a lot of good advice. So I recommend paying attention, you know, cause I, I'll be honest with you. I know when you're, when you're listening to a podcast, it kind of sits in the background. I do the same thing, you know, and it's good. It's good that you are at least listening cause you're going to absorb some, but there's definitely a lot of good information in this one. So I, I recommend tuning in closely on this. So here's my conversation with Angela Marshall and enjoy. Yeah. Well, you're in for a treat. I, I know. I remember your old episode, you know, the, the, the other episode with Chris, and it was great. It was great. So, uh, yeah, so tell me uh, tell me about yourself and uh, tell me, you know, give us an idea of your story for, for myself again and the listeners. Absolutely. I am Angela Marshall. Thank you so much for having me Absolutely. on your show. I definitely appreciate it. I am your typical get off the bench and get in the game of life girl, (laughs) okay? I was a former NFL wife. I'm a business owner. I'm a mother, a grandmother. I'm just a lover of people, a community advocate. Um, I am the person who is, is on a global mission to inspire, to influence and impact people across the globe to live vicariously through themselves. So how that. appropriate is it that we're on your show, you know, about death, <laughs> uh, you know, somewhat, and, and I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, I am going to tell people how to live vicariously through themselves. And I'm just a, a person who was actually tired, Tim, of 
of living a life of just mere existence. Yeah. And it sounds so crazy because when you look at my lifestyle over time, and again, I, I'm not saying that my life, oh my God, it's just been so horrible and I've been, you know, mistreated and all of that. No, it's just that sometimes when you don't define who you are and you don't know who you are, you don't, you know, take the time to really live your life because you're living the life, you know, living your life for others or just living this life of of um, societal pressures is very hard for you to live a fulfilling life. So I just decided that no more. I was not going to just sit back and allow other people to, you know, you can stereotype me all you want, but you're not going to write my life. You're not going to pin my life. You're not going to Photoshop or crop or filter my life. And that's how I ended up on your amazing show. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. That that well, that's one of the things that I'm I want to introduce with the whole let's laugh about death is kind of a the, the other side of that coin is, you know, getting geeked about life. That's something I'm, I want to try and build is so many people have lost that spark, you know, lost that whole uh, uh, concept of, you know, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my dreams are. It's like I want to I want to take people and go talk to your eight year old self. What would they do if they had the ability right now? If they you know, if money wasn't an option or not an option, the money wasn't wasn't an item. Uh, you didn't have to worry about anything like that. What would that eight-year-old self want to do? And it's like, besides, you know, being a, you know, cowboy or whatever kind of thing, you know, but I mean, nothing, nothing against that, but you know, little kids that are like, oh, I want to be a superhero. I want to be a cowboy. I want to be, you know, whatever fireman. And, uh, and we, you know, we need, of course, the, well, we need superheroes, but those aren't around, but we need the firemen. We need the cowboys, you know, et cetera. But you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you know, I want to be a, a rock star. I want to be, and that's, that's, that's safe for right. the select few. And there's again, nothing wrong going for that because we need, we need people to go for those kinds of things. But what I'm getting at is being able to talk to your, you know, to that inner child, uh, eight year old self and say, what would that person think of what I'm doing right now? You know, and, and yep. just go for it. And, and I'm guilty of it. You know, I'm stuck in a nine to five myself. I'm doing the nine to five that I'm really not a fan of. I, I'm in the IT world and it's not my thing. I'm an art major. I've said that dozens of times on the show. I'm an art major stuck in an IT world and I need to, you know, recapture, rekindle that fire that, that, uh, that we all have in us, you know, and it's, yep. uh, that's right. And it's hard. It's hard to do because when you're facing bills mm -hmm. and your love of art, <laughs> your love of art isn't covering all of those bills and IT is, it's like, eh, which way do you go with it? Yeah. So I totally, I, yeah, I totally get it. And it's just one of those things for me being in a corporate setting, well, going from a housewife, you know, raising children, taking care of the home, and then to corporate for 17 years after my divorce, it's, you know, it was just, it was time for me to just really downsize, prioritize. And then on the flip side of that, really I've upsized because what I've upsized is I've done, uh, you know, I'm more happy, I'm more at peace. Yeah. My life, I'm just so Free. It just does not make any sense. When you live a life where you're no longer concerned about what other people say, what other people think you should be doing with your life, oh, well, you know, that's not going to pay this dividend or this is not, you know, this isn't a good look for someone who, like, for myself over 40, you know, and trying to start over a third time in my <laughs> life when I've blown my world up, <laughs> you know, you get all of these. Um, unsolicited and then you know maybe through your friends and family members as well that are like no you need to stay in IT Tim or no Angela you need to stay in you know do, do this because this is you know where your benefits are and mm -hmm. where your you know your money is but you know I, I try to let people know that true happiness does not come from money or materialistic things now let me just premise that by saying mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't go after money oh, yeah. and I'm not saying, yeah. And I'm not saying don't buy what you want because that's all a part of living also. Yeah. But when it becomes your source, you're making it your source of happiness or joy or status. You got a problem yes, at that exactly. particular point. So, you know, yeah. When, when, it, yeah. when that becomes the only thing you're, that you're trying to attain where it's the, the toys yes. and the, and the, 
the fancy clothes and all that. It's all it becomes more about image. It becomes more about, you know, collecting stuff. You know? And that's correct. So that's why I say I went from, you know, a perceived image to a positive influencer. Yeah, that's because awesome. ultimately that's what our lives should mean, you know, on this earth. It, what who are you influencing yes. to have a better life or to be better as opposed to be bitter, to grow as opposed to stay stifled, you know? Those are things that really make life, you know, worth living. Mm-hmm. I, and I 100, I 100% agree because um, if if we're just here to do our thing and then go back to wherever it is, you know, I I believe in something more when we die, but I don't think we're put yeah. here just to come work a job and die. You know, and some would say, well, you know, Absolutely. if you have a couple kids or you know, it's like, yeah, but. I think I honestly think that if there was a competition, if there was a, any kind of competition, it would be like let's say let's say you come here from the from the other side. I, I like to think we come back a few times, you know, however many times you want to. Okay. And let's say it's a competition, you know, kind of like how, you know, picture a skateboard park where you got all the all the kids standing around the skateboard park and they're like, hey, can you go do this trick? And then they go and do it and they come back up and they're like, hey, that was cool. And then the next one tries it. Like right. we're all we're up on the other side, and it's like, hey, go down there! And, oh, you became Gandhi? Holy cow! You know that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, and it's like right, just right. doing that kind of thing where they come down, they do their tricks, they do, you know, they they impact as many lives as possible, and they go back. And that's what I think, you know, life yeah. should be about is not not just existing. I completely agree there. Oh my God, that is such a miserable place to be. For those that are just really walking around like zombies or, you know, the walking dead or just existing, hanging on every word Ugh. from someone else's approval or validation, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been in the, in those situations and even with my mentees, I tried to exhort them and I get it because if you think about it, society starts a starts that started out really, really uh, early in our lives, too, from TV to magazines mm-hmm. to peer pressure. You know, like your whole existence is based on what other people think you should do, be, have, wear, uh, work. It's just, totally. it's just, it's not a life to where you actually have a say-so in how you live. So, you know, honestly, I was really excited when you reached out about this podcast mm-hmm. because coming from a person who actually was walking dead, breathing dead, living dead yeah. for so many for so many years, you know, just merely me going through the routine and the humdrum of, of uh, you know, routine behaviors that I had become accustomed to, but there was no true life in me. Yeah. And now that that and once you experience that, Tim, with you know, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. When you experience Experience the true other side of living you can't go back you really cannot you know turn back the the hands of time because it's too free like i don't i honestly do not care anything about the infamous they they say don't wear this after this day they say <laughs> these heels look these heels are are discontinued or this purse is this or this you know, you got to have this at 48 or 50 or you got to look this way and be this way and be this size and all that. I I am who I am and I'm so comfortable there and so are. confident until I'm free. Yeah. I am truly living. It, totally, totally. That's And that I have had that philosophy for a while. I haven't had the I haven't had the true freedom of being able to, you know, to get up and do my thing. For, you know, in other words, I go to my, you know, my, my thing that I'm doing, my creative passion that I'm doing, um, trying to get there with this podcast, but it's not quite there yet. And, uh, um, but you know, I, I have been one of those people who, when I got older, especially, you know, and I'm, and I managed to hit it pretty young, you know, twenties even where it was like, I'm not, I don't care what people think about the kind of car I drive, about the, you know, about the, the clothes I wear. I mean, I was always one of those kids who got the, you know, got the Kmart shoes anyway. So I was always kind of used to it. But, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, you know. Me too. So, I got the Kmart shoes and the shoes out of the grocery store. So, okay, Bingo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, but, I, but it was like, and it wasn't because I had to force myself to. I just realized at a young age that it's like, okay, but are these shoes keeping my feet? from getting called cut up on rocks. Am I walking in them? Am I, okay. So what's, 
what is the point of your $150 tennis shoes or gym shoes compared to my $15 gym shoes? You know, what are these? They're serving the same oh purpose. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And then I'll take it one step further. A lot of the, the people that you know, were, are, um, what do you call it, bullies or picking at those that have shoes or clothes or live in, uh, you know, subdivisions or homes or whatever that are less, less than where they live. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people are, even though outwardly they have all of these things from, you know, labels and designers and whatever, but inner, they are like, uh, you know, subtracting as far as like their lives are zero. Oh, yeah. You know, their compassion, their compassion, their service, their true self is, their true self-worth is zero. Yes. So, you know, I always have to think about that, especially from a perspective of when I'm interacting with people, because we have a tendency as a human race to look at people, and I get it, you know, the age. Impression normally begins outer, but I think that once you are attracted to that person or that business partner or that thing, you know, you have to go deeper with it to see exactly how much value is it going to add to your life and how you can add to their life. And if it's purely about, you know, somebody because you think he or she is dressed from head to toe in polo or Prada and that gives them value mm-hmm. or that makes them a good person, you're totally missing out on the point. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So I get it. I understand because I've been stereotyped. I've been misperceived my entire life. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. from, from, I mean, you name it on every level from being a female, from being a female married to once married to professional athlete, from being light skinned, being, you know, um, in an African American environment, being, I mean, it's just, it never ends as far as the stereotypes. So I get it. Like people, that's what we see. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before, you know, you, you outwardly see a person. And so, you know, you, you, of course, you know, initially you should be attracted to that. But right now with my mindset is so much deeper than that. I could care less <laughs> what type of car somebody drives or where they work or whatever. If they are truly a good person and they are into sewing and growing, mm-hmm. you know, that's the most attractive part to me of, of living. Otherwise, they're just walking dead. And I mean, you know, I can't associate with that because I'm not walking dead anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it's you know, that's the whole thing is is and I've you know, I've talked with this about people. I brought it up on the podcast is, you know, I've there are so many people who are so content with what I would, and and again, it's not from a standpoint of, you know, I have no interest in tennis, so I have no interest to be a tennis pro. So why would somebody want to do that? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when someone's name is in the newsletter at work and it's like a major accomplishment or somebody's, it's like, I I feel bad for people who are willing to settle on that because that right there means that you're, you're, you're content being in that nine to five type job and you're content with, Oh wow, they recognize me for my fifth year anniversary or something, you know. And it's like, uh, you know, I, and, and you know, and if that's what genuinely makes them happy, that then then great. But it's that's not for me. And to me, that's kind of you know, all you're doing is celebrating your your staying on the hamster wheel of life. You know, the the the, the work a job to afford the house so you can then live in a place so you can then go to the job and you know pay for the car to go to work to pay for the car. It just, uh, that's right. Yeah, I. That's right. And the thing is, is once I believe that once you, um, you know, once you figure out what life should look like for you, go for it. Mm-hmm. Whatever capacity that is, whatever lane that is, whatever path, whatever journey, house, car, job, whatever, go for it 100%. But, you know, my, I guess, uh, criticism, eh, well, I'm going to use that lightly, my constructive criticism mm-hmm comes from when you have someone who, like you mentioned, they're doing those things just because of the infamous they. The world says you should be doing such and such or driving or living or looking or whatever. You know, those are the people that I really, you know, am sympathetic towards because I'm like, wow, you really don't know what life is like. So it's not about, even though I was in, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom, I was, you know, in corporate world and then now being an entrepreneur with my own business, I have respect for all of those, every last area, because at whatever particular season and point in my life, those are things that, you know, 
happiness and joy and and that was what I needed and what I wanted to do at that particular time. So, you know, I don't I don't criticize people no. that are still non yeah, that are non fathers because if that's your true passion and that's what you wanna do, by all means go full speed ahead with it. But like you mentioned, when you're doing things just to please other people, mm-hmm. that's not true living. I don't care even if it's your parents, it could be you know, mentors hey, and children or whatever to be a celebrity, is, you know, because we should all be living for ourselves. Yeah. But I mean, you could be a celebrity. I talked about this recently on another episode is there are celebrities who, you know, are miserable because they're tied into a contract, but they want to keep that surface, you know, that surface uh, 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 image going. And so they play the game and they do all the things that they need to do. And so they can keep their contract going or they can stay relevant and everything because they're afraid that they, <laughs> disappear yep. into obscurity and, and they're no longer valid, you know, valuable. And it's, well, you know, Tim, I think it's a fact that we all walk around at some point, um, you know, in our lives with masks. On. Oh yeah. I think we all have, you know, we all walk around with many hats mm-hmm. and then we all have many masks at some point, you know? So yeah, I get it. But it's just that I guess once you really go deeper into what happiness, what joy, what love, what life, what truly living a fulfilled life looks like for you. It's like I said, it's just, it's no turning back in, in every area. And you can have those things. It's funny how people think, oh, well, you know, that's just from a social or an emotional or a physical standpoint. No, in every single area of your life, whether it's financial, spiritual, emotional, mental, uh, mental, romantic, every area of your life you can be totally free and totally alive (laughs) i'm looking for that still i get i i understand the concept i just haven't haven't found it yet you know because i oh yeah well well you wouldn't look no further because it is is in you oh yeah no that's (laughs) it's just it's just a matter of when you tap into it totally it's well and there's that there's that saying of of you know, not getting what you want. It's, it's wanting what you got, you know, being happy with what you have essentially. And, uh, you know, and so, I mean, that I'm starting to get, you know, I'm, 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 I don't, again, I'm not one for stuff. I was when I was little, but oddly enough, I would ask for a toy and I had an older sister who spoiled the hell out of me and I would ask for a toy and I wouldn't want to wreck the toy. So I would play the, with the box that the toy came in. You know, so I I was a weird wow. I was a weird kid, yeah. You know, so I'd keep the toy in pristine condition, not because I had any concept of you know quote unquote collectors items or anything like that. It was just I would not play with it because I was afraid of losing it, and I was afraid of losing the parts and breaking it and all that kind of stuff. So I would I would just be happy having it, and it's like, yeah. So I've never really been one for getting the coolest and latest and greatest. So it's it's easier for me than someone who you know has that's been a large part of their identity forever you know but it's it's the you know finding happiness with the with the job i'm doing because i i've not liked working for somebody else since i've been 20 you know i've always wanted to be my boss and i've tried several times and i keep trying and i keep you know finding ways to do it um had a business in the mall and that did poorly i can get on that another time but uh uh, it was just, you know, um, just, I've always had that drive to want to work for somebody else. And when that's really nagging at me, that's the question I want to find is how can I be happy? And I'm not saying how, as in rhetorical, like, you know, this is impossible, but literally what, what do I do to be happy in my current employment situation? Cause that's the thing that, that, you know, gives me some grief more than anything else. You know, that's what I'm aiming well, for. Well, you know, well, you know, um, the first step with uh, any solution is a decision. So you have to decide to be happy yeah. regardless of of what you're faced with in that job. Because here's the thing, that job is allowing that, that career that you have right now is allowing you to do what you want to do until you can do what you what you truly want to do. Yeah, that's you know, true. It's just a stepping stone. Yeah, it's just a stepping stone, and everything is that way. I mean, I used to really look at even for for people that bullied me, and I and let me just say this too, because I was I turned into a mean girl of sort as well, <laughs> so I bullied people too. But I look at every situation in my life 
from relationships to business partnerships to issues, um, consequences, everything that I've ever gone through in my entire life, I view it as a stepping stone to truly finding and truly being, truly doing everything that, you know, I want in a fulfilled life. Like, you know, certain things, instances that I went through with my ex-husband and that particular lifestyle, it made me who I am. So had it not been, you know, like a lot of people say, well, you know, why do you still refer to yourself or you talk about the story and life of an ex-NFL wife? Well, you can't talk about Angela Marshall without that because that's a part of my history. That's a part of me. You know, so I had to make a decision because I would cower down. I didn't want to you know, share that my ex once played in NFL or or that, you know, I had insecurities as a light-skinned female or that I, you know, after my divorce, I ended up only making, uh, you know, ink the deal with the first uh, corporation for like $30,000 because, of course, you go from half a million dollar salary and lifestyle and now all of a sudden, yeah, you know, now I'm, I'm out there working a shift job. But all of those things, propelled me to where I am today and 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 now that I think back on it like you know which is what I'm sharing with you is it took a decision for each one for each phase and each level of my life now you know was was I a little bit more miserable in certain situations yes 100 <laughs> percent I surely was but even then Tim now that I'm wiser and I'm more confident in my happiness and and definitely in my power, I understand that a lot of things either I overreacted or reacted to that, you know, okay, probably could I probably could have left it alone. Or as you and I were talking a little bit earlier, just being grateful and being thankful, even for the person who cut me off or act nasty or write ugly things about myself or or gossips or lies on me. I don't care. (laughs) It's like I'm deciding and I'm choosing to not engage, to not entertain, um, you know, not empower anyone or anything that is negative. But from your standpoint right now with different things that you're going to, because as you know, even, uh, you know, even if uh, if you like were a full-fledged entrepreneur, there's a lot of cons in that too. The money isn't always oh, yeah. as stable. The, the benefits aren't always, you know, as great. And people come and go in your entrepreneurial walk <laughs> as well. They reject you. They, you know, say different things. They try to make your business out to, you know, be something that's not going to succeed. But I have made a decision, a conscious decision, and more so a confident decision that no matter what, I'm going to be happy. You know, I'm going to be free. I'm going to be, you know, positive, And I'm going to be progressive no matter what. So I think it all begins with, begins and ends with a decision to be whatever it is that you want to be, even though, you know, you may not be in a, a, a great uh, you know, situation at this particular time, you just have to decide that, okay, regardless, I don't have everything that I want to have, or I'm not where I want to be, but good Lord, I'm nowhere where I used to be. <laughs> yeah, I can at least say that. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that, yeah I, there's always progress. There's always progress. I like that. Well, and, and explain, cause I, I, I've never, I mean, I've heard people say it, but I guess it didn't click before, but you say, be grateful for the people that cut you off. Because that's one of the things that I struggle yep. with a lot. The impatient people at the grocery store, the people who cut you off, the people who honk when you don't go right when the light turns green. Those are probably the things I struggle with the most. And they're little, they're petty, and I'm good about getting over it you know, relatively quickly. I'll vent for a couple seconds, and then, I, then I'm over it. And I've had other people... Yeah. Give me, um, you know, suggestions on how to deal with that. How do, how do you how do you deal with that? How do you stay grateful? What do you do? What's a trick that you can do? I just look and view everybody as myself. And when you can do that, you know that you're imperfect and you know that you make mistakes. I know that sometimes I do cut people off, not intentionally, and oh, then yeah. sometimes intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I'm if I'm. And I'm just honest like that. So, you know, if I'm trying to get over and they're not letting me over or whatever, I may get a little aggressive with my defensive driving, you know, or maybe I have just gotten off of a bad call and inadvertently the waitress or the server or whoever 
um, you know, the customer rep is getting, you know, they're going to get the tail end of, of me acting like a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I, I have just decided that for my friends, my family members, for strangers, just, you know, people that I'm dealing with, my network, my connections, I view them. I totally see everybody as myself. And I think when you do that, then like you that. understand that nobody's perfect. Everybody has up time, down time, um, you know, has issues that they're dealing with. They have lows, they have anxiety, they have stress. And it makes you a little bit more humble and it makes you a lot more compassionate. I was going to say, you probably so, become more you know, forgiving. If I can see you, you do. Absolutely. Because, you know, I, I think to myself, well, the lady that cut me off, Maybe she's going through X, Y, Z. Remember, Angela, when you went through X, Y, Z and you were a little bit more of an aggressive driver or, you know, whatever. So I try to see people as I see myself. Even the, the person who is, you know, turning me down for a partnership or when I submit certain things to be on certain shows and they're like, well, you don't have enough substance. Like, what does the story in life of an ex-NFL wife have to tell the world? Like, nobody's going to listen to you. What are you going to talk about? Wine and red bottom? You know, <laughs> <laughs> even that. Per and I get that. And that's what I'm telling you. Like, I get some of the most um, negative and just gut-wrenching, heartbreaking things that are said or, you know, spewed my way. But now, again, it just goes back to I am totally alive. I think when you allow other people to energize you, like when you're plugging into the world or society or things to validate or approve you um, or point you to do certain things in life, they can also kill you. You know, if, if you're not energized by their power, you know, or they don't, they don't validate how you want them to validate, then, you know, it's like you're walking dead. But once you take control of your own living outlet and it's like, no, I'm not energized by you. I'm energized by a higher source. And you recognize that it's like nobody can dim my light. Nobody can take the power away from me unless I give it to them. Yeah. So it's, it's all, uh, yeah, so it's all just a decision. So I do that. I just look at people if they honk too many times or somebody's rude to me or whatever. Now, some, I, and I'm, let me just say, that's not always, that's most of the time. <laughs> sometimes I do, sometimes I can be a jerk too. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I, I forget to see people as I see myself. But for the most part, and, you know, now that I'm on this spiritual walk and just more of a, a grateful and a thankful and a humble walk, that's, you know, that's my goal. Like, I'm just really trying to be the person that I was created to be. You know, I'm trying to see the person that I was created to be. And I'm just trying to just do everything that this person inside of me, this soul that's inside of me it was created to do. You know, I, 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 yeah, I take, I take comfort though. I got to just say, before I forget this point, I take comfort in knowing that someone who is so positive and somebody who is so, you know, uh, together <laughs> is still will, that you'll admit that you're like, yeah, I still mess up when it, you know, gives, gives someone a finger, whatever kind of thing. You didn't say that, but you know what I mean? Um, oh, Tim, <laughs> constantly. I mess up constantly. Oh, that's great. Okay. But, but you're able to, I like that approach that you're taking is see them as every, you know, seeing them as yourself. And, and again, like you said, you might get off a bad phone call and go to a, a, a restaurant and are a little bit snippy, not even intentionally. So a little bit snippy with the wait staff and they're like, Oh God, she came in, uh, you know? And they don't realize that, no, you're just having a bad day. And so I guess I got to go and I got to start looking at some of that stuff like they're having a bad day. And I'm only going to notice the stuff that sticks out when they're jerks. I'm not going to notice all the, the 90 people at Target who are being nice. I'm going to notice the 10 assholes. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. We, we do. can do a thousand great things. You already know we do a thousand great things. And that one time, you know, I don't act so good or don't behave or react so well. That's what people are going to write about, post about, take pictures about totally. with me and raise. Now, they can have 23,000 pictures of me smiling bright <laughs> and being positive. 
but that one photo where I'm like giving the finger and yeah. I'm like, Ugh. and the tabloids are gonna eat <laughs> that, that up. And that would <laughs> that would travel around the world a whole lot faster. We already know. Oh that, yeah, you know. Yeah. But well, but, that makes news. But again, that comes with growth and just understanding that people are gonna be people, and so they have a right to their opinions, and then I have a right to not care about their opinions. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's exactly it, you know, but it's, yeah, I think I, it, you've, you nailed it on the head. That's, that's human nature. We do that. We do that. Uh, that's, you know, news outlets love that, you know, tabloid magazines love that websites love that everybody loves that kind of, you know, the bad. I mean, and don't get me wrong. There are some that like the good. And in fact, during the whole uh, COVID thing, you know, we've got uh, some celebrities who are, who are trying to build more of those kinds of YouTube channels where, you know, it's uh, yeah. positive stories because we need that. But I think it would be awesome if we had, after right. all this is done, an actual, yeah, go ahead. That's right. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You you're know, right. I, I would love to see a positive news network where it's just, po it's just good, yeah. feel good stories. I think we should almost, you know, that should be a thing where, you know, yeah, sure. There, there might not be many people watching it because it doesn't, you know, doesn't really resonate with most people, but there are going to be some people who are going to love to see that kitten get rescued out of the tree, you know, or. Yeah. But you know, the thing about it is, is it wouldn't, the ratings wouldn't allow it to exist because even through, if you think about the news media and different outlets, they do, they report a lot of good stuff, but you know, normally it's the drama mm -hmm. or the stressful stuff or the ugly stuff that gets, you know, that gets reported. I mean, that's just how humans yeah. are, yeah. I think, are wired. But that's why it's so important that we, as we know, as you come into your own, that you retrain your brain. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I mean, you know, people say, oh, well, oh, my God, like, what are you saying? You were raised wrong or like your mom didn't instill this or your dad or, you know, whomever, or things that you learned along the way. No, you know, all, I think, like I said before, all of those things, have to happen you know you have to become exposed to those things you have to uh you know go through certain things in order to become the person uh, that you were created to become and that's all a part of it period you know that journey is what makes it so great at the end where there's like this non-stop of fireworks that says i'm alive <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, yes. I, I want to get where to where people and this is this is a concept that I only learned of recently is I want to get to where people are looking forward to Monday, you know, the the proverbial Monday of of, you know, the beginning of your work week where you're actually looking forward to getting yeah. to what you're doing, you know, absolutely. I look forward to every day. Tim. That's see, every that's awesome. And I Hey, is happy like how how some people say happy Sunday, happy Friday, happy this or that. I'm like happy every day, <laughs> happy every day. Now that doesn't mean that I have not just gone through you know maybe a financial crisis or oh, yeah. a physical crisis or some sort of. But I'm happy regardless because I truly believe that when you feel even the most negative, darkest space with happiness. It's like what's going to be reciprocated back to you is joy, is happiness, is peace, is love, is light. It has no choice. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like a lack yeah, attracts light. No absolutely. And it's not about trying to be this positive penny, you know, all the time or like, okay, well, I'm saying, oh, well, you don't ever have grief um, or, uh, you know, be in mourning or being you know uh, sympathetic to a situation that's not what i'm saying at all because i'm all of those things it's just that at the beginning of each day and at the end of the end of each day i decide that okay those things happen or yes i have to deal with a b c and d but it's not going to be at the cost of my overall happiness or joy or go. love or life yeah so that's the difference yeah. And I'm getting better at that myself, you know, and I know I know some people who they'll have a, a minor little thing happen. At least I would perceive it as that. But to them, it might be a catastrophic thing because they don't know how to handle, you know, 
uh, uh, such a situation. And yeah, I wish, you know, and, and believe me, when I have certain things will trigger me and certain things, it's like, man, it is what it is, you know, medical bill or whatever. It's like, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. I was hoping it wasn't going to cost me so much money, but I, what can I do about it? I'll just right. make a payment plan. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where I've known people that, you know, will have just a small little thing happen financially. And it's like, you swear someone yep. just crumbled their whole, you know, Blew their world yeah. Up. And it's like, uh, at least <laughs> yeah. I, I feel bad for them because it's like, listen, trust me, it's not that big of a deal. You're going to get through it. And, you know, but, but it's at least I'm, I can say for myself, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to learn to deal with financial stuff. Um, and yeah, I, we've got a little bit of a savings built up and I don't like seeing it dwindle. You know, nobody likes to see their savings dwindle or the credit cards get maxed out or anything like that. I've been there, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening have and, uh, been there, done. yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, but I don't, what's weird is what really sets me off. I will, I'll get like. I've had, I've gotten in several car accidents, you know, and fortunately I've never gotten injured in any of them, you know, a little banged up once in a while, but I've had accidents where my car has been totaled and I've gotten out mm -hmm. and made sure that first of all, the other person's okay. Even though they, they rear-ended me on the yep. highway, you know, they're okay. Yep. And then I start joking with them. Cause it's like, yeah, my car is totaled. I have no idea what I'm going to do, but you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. It's just stuff. Yes. It's going to set me back a little financially, but you're okay. I'm okay. Yep. We're fine. The stuff that pisses me off is when I have a remote control that doesn't work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that stupid, that funny that stupid That's little funny. stuff. Yeah. We all have our trigger points. Yeah. Though. You know, it's like remote controls or why is the toaster not working? That kind of garbage will just set. All of a sudden I turn into Ralph Cramden from, you know, the honeymooners. And it's like, it's like, you know, why? And my wife's like, calm down. It's like, yeah, but, but there are other big things that'll happen that I, I take it completely yeah. in stride. You know, so I think we, right. we all got our triggers. We all got our things that are going to, you know, like uh, uh, set us off. And yeah, yeah, it's it's it, we're all different, you know, but like you said, we're all we're all one, too. And, and that's, um, you know, yeah. I think I, I do. I do feel that we are all come from the same you know, referred to as star stuff, if you will, you know, the same chemicals, the same everything. And from the same, you know, source yeah. of, 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 of creation. And that, uh, you know, that, that brings me to my next part of the, of the episode, having the background that you've got, having gone through, you know, uh, 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 being, you know, a housewife and an ex NFL players, uh, 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 ex-wife, uh, a, um, uh, going into the nine to five again and doing the, you know, then going out, breaking out an entrepreneur, you know, giving that kind of perspective and, you know, whatever your upbringing was and whatever you've transitioned into, because what I believe now is not what I believed when I was 10 years old, you know, and because uh, we all grow, we all change. People say, you know, they say people can't change. It's like, no, people change a lot. It's just, you got to notice. So, yeah. but, um, so what do you think happens when we die? Well, <laughs> from a spiritual perspective, I believe that our soul returns back to its source. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's what I believe. I think that, um, you know, my soul, now whether or not it stays there or it, you know, as you mentioned before, it comes back three times, five <laughs> times, 20 times, you know, as, a, as an even more fabulous Angela Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not really sure from that, that aspect, but I do believe that, you know, when there is truly no breath in me, that my soul will return back to its source. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, you know, and, and, and that's the thing is, is what fascinates me about the subject is no one really has an answer. You know, there are, mm -hmm. excuse me, there are scientists that are trying to, you know, prove and or disprove the concepts of near death experiences. You know, some will argue and say, well, the brain's just shutting down and and uh, it's neurons that are causing you to hallucinate and blah, 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 blah. Fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. I think that people have seen some crazy stuff on the other side. Um, but, yep. uh, uh, you know, but then there are times where, you know, and I brought that, I actually, cause I like to play devil's advocate. Um, I brought that up to a former guest and, and she had, she said something 
that I as is so profound and it's so right in your face where it's like she said, if everybody's life is the same, why would everybody's death be the same? And I'm like, no kidding. Ooh, <laughs> right? now that's a good point. Right? That was that was uh, uh, my my guest Jill. She was one of my first my first uh, 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 podcasts that I did, and that really kind of hit me, and it stuck with me since then. And uh, you know, it's just wow. um, it, it, and and it makes sense. It's like no one's life is the same, yeah. so why should everybody's exit? be the same. And I'm like, yeah, totally. So, you know, I do think we go back to some kind of source, whether that is, you know, God, the universe, source energy. Um, We go back to the Petri dish that we came from, whatever. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's, you know, but I I still, I take comfort in that because I've, I've seen too many weird things. I've, you know, I've, for those listening, they know I'm involved in a, 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 a ghost hunting movie series that uh, a friend of mine and myself and a few other people have been involved in. Uh, he's he's the he's the captain of the ship. I I kind of just follow him on those and and uh, we've seen so many crazy things and in my personal life too. I've seen so many crazy things of of you know whether oh, you yeah. can. Oh yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that as far as experiencing certain things. I mean, there's like a lot of. Um, I guess, uh, how do you say it? Like where you can't really explain, yeah. <laughs> you know, certain things that either you were saved from or other family members were saved, or like you witnessed firsthand, you know, uh, like, wow, where did that come from? Or how did that, how did that just happen? Totally. But I think that, yep. But I think that as you mentioned, and I, I'm in agreement. Um, with her, with her profound statement. And then also I do believe again, like, you know, my soul returns back to a particular, um, a particular source, but even more so my thing right now is just making sure that as long as this soul is in this body, that I'm alive. I mean, and I'm not just like physically, you know, how people, um, say that you're you're physically alive because I can breathe into yeah. a mirror and you can see the falls on the mirror. No. I'm talking about I'm alive because I am actually happy. I'm loving. I'm living. I'm giving. I'm forgiving. You know, I'm humble. I'm kind. I'm compassionate. All of those things that make you alive. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Totally. And, so and you're influencing. That that, yeah. You're still influencing yep, people. That's right. You know, and that's but and, and it's it's more than just a quality of life because some again that yep. quality of life could take it one step further from the whole you know fogging up a mirror of clinically being alive you know quality of life could still mean well they're able to get around in a wheelchair you know they're 85 years yep. old and you know my that, it's like yeah you know but it's it's a case yep. of being able to do what you want to do in terms of living, mm-hmm. being alive till the last day, doing that, that right there to me. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's, that should be a goal for everybody is to live your truest form of yourself until your last day, as much as you can. Well, you know, um, right before, I guess we get ready to close or whatnot, I wanted to share with you. Um, one of the things that I have incorporated when people ask me, what is on your bucket list? Well, first nice. of all, I don't have a, first of all, I don't have a bucket list oh. because to me that implies, yep, that implies that I'm living to die. I have a living life list, okay. yeah. which implies that I'm living to live. So, you know, from just even from that, that um, standpoint for so many people, I think that if there's truly this play on words to where words bring life or death or words. You know, as you speak and as you think and as you see, you become. It's just more important to me that everything that I say while this soul is in this body right now at this particular point, that I give it as much life, as much love, um, and definitely lessons learned (laughs) as possible. So, you know, those are some of the things that are just, really really important to me and and i just i i just don't i i've never agreed with the whole bucket list thing it just never rubbed me you know rubbed me right even when people say oh, i love you to death it's like <laughs> i love you to life yeah no <laughs> you know, i like that just, that's just a preference for me yeah yeah it's just a preference for me because again i 
I know one day I'm going to die. I'm not, you know, I'm not immortal, but I, I believe in living, truly living. I mean, from the perspective of my hands, my eyes, my feet, my, just every part of my body being alive. I like that. I like the fact that the, the, and you're right, the connotation of bucket list or love you to death or, or anything like that, it does put an end date on it, so to speak. And it does put a, uh, 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 like a concept of, well, I, I'll do these before I die, at least before I die. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah, opposed I to, do that because, I, because I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never really thought of it that way. That's, that's an interesting concept. And, and yeah, words have power. You know, because words translate to thoughts and thoughts, you know, there are people who who feel that thoughts, you know, they they they, they become things. You know, there are say, there are books that have been written about that thoughts become things where it's like you, the more you think about it, the more, you know, some call it the law of attraction. Some call it uh, 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 what are some other terms for it? The uh, the basically the concept that, you know, your if your uh, not personality, but your confidence is affected by the words you're using. You're not going to be able to portray that out there. So it all comes down to the same kind of thing where if you are using words that are taking away the power of your living, then yeah, you're kind of, you're almost cheapening that list for one. And you're, you're kind of, uh, yeah, you're, you're putting an expiration date on all those things that you want to do as opposed to going to Disney world or whatever, you know, just, just to go. Not so you can do it before you at least, you know, before you kick off. <laughs> I really like that. I like, uh, uh, I, I really, I'm really hung up on that whole living vicariously through yourself, through themselves. I think that is great because everybody's always sitting there and, and you know, when they talk about living vicariously, it's always through somebody else. And that's true. And that's why I started it because being someone who has um, been the preferred, I mean, you know, I'm just going to put the, the elephant in the room out there because of my skin complexion, because of different areas of my life, different things that I've gone through. You know, people assume that it's so much better living through me or like my life is so much better. And so that's another reason why I penned my book, you know, the story in life of an ex NFL wife, where, again, it's not bashing my ex. It's not denouncing money. It's not telling mm-hmm. NFL secrets and all of that. It's not your typical book that, uh, you know, is blaming other people and other things for my life. It, it, it merely reinforces what I'm talking about on this journey of mine as far as me having to define myself so that I can stop being confi- confined in my living. Yeah. So, you know, when I started that whole topic, uh, live vicariously through yourself. Oh my God, 90, 90% of, of requests that I get to speak at different events and, and um, forums and organizations, they're like, please talk about live vicariously through yourself. <laughs> so I know, so I know it's definitely a hot topic and it's one where that truly sets people free because it's not, it's not that we don't know that you're not supposed to compare yourself or live, you know, through someone else's. It's just that, again, society just makes our life seem so miserable and so mundane and so awful compared to someone else's, yeah. uh, you know, spotlight that they're showing. But there's clip, there's things that are in Oprah's life that were in Steve Jobs that are in LeBron James and that were in Kobe and whoever else that you may look at and be like, oh, my God, if I could be them – it was so great, but now you're looking at all these documentaries and videos and different things that are coming out, and every celebrity, every person of power and status and, you know, overall success says pretty much the same thing. Like, I'm successful not because I don't have problems. It's just that I react to them differently. Totally. I face them differently, and I, and I refuse to give up, bottom line. That's exactly, and that, one, of the, one of the wisest words that I heard, I took a like a self-development type course and it was more than that. It was more for entrepreneurial type things. But they 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 brought up this point that when you are looking at somebody like, you know, the the list of names you rattled off and anybody, any celebrity, any rock star, anything like that, it's like you're looking at their highlight reels. You're not looking at all the times mm-hmm. they fall down on their face and it's like that really stuck yeah. with me and it's true. And yeah, those documentaries that are coming out now, you're like, you're finding out that, you know, no, this rock band or no, this, this sports team or no, you know, whatever it happened to be, um, 
they weren't happy all the time. <laughs> you know, they, everything wasn't yeah. perfect all the time. Uh-huh. You know, um, there's that new uh, 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 Jordan documentary that uh, is coming out um, that I've been thinking about checking out. The Last, Last Dance. Last Dance. Yeah, I've I've, mm-hmm. I've never been a big basketball fan, but I always liked Jordan. I always thought he was a, he was an interesting character because he was almost he was almost like godlike when it came to all the other players. Yep. You know, and so I've I've always well, you been... are in for a treat because I watched it and it's very very good and it just goes along with my life, your life. I mean, you know, aside from all the commas and zeros (laughs) that he has, uh, you know, that he has, pretty much, I mean, you're going to see every emotion, every feeling, every up, every down, different issues, things that he has endured, encountered to be who he is. Uh, You know, it just goes along with with all of our, you know, our struggles and, and strengths. That's it. You know, and then the man was phenomenal and a magician almost godly lowercase g at being able to turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones that's, and that's important yeah i need to watch that then if anything is an, an inspiring thing because even i knew i knew the guy was not just a a majorly talented basketball player because again i'm not a big basketball fan but you could see you could see someone who's head and shoulders above everybody else just on the court, you know, just by the fact that he was able to do all that stuff, that flying in the air kind of stuff. I mean, hell, they put it on his shoes, you know, but uh, uh, yep. that that kind of stuff. And, and it's not that other people haven't been able to do that. And it's not saying, you know, not downplaying any other players. But uh, but yeah, he but he was able to the marketing, you know, the the taking yep. an opportunity of that because there are other players who who were good and they never did what he did. They never created a dynasty like he did. You know, it's it's it wasn't locking himself just into basketball. He's got a he's got That's you know right. residuals now for the rest of his life. Absolutely. Well, look, his entire family, like that whole legacy, they will never want for anything. Not once. Period. Yeah. And I think at the, least financially, you know. Other, other, Financially, that's correct. Financially, they're definitely set um, financially. But I just think that it all it all comes down to one of the things that I share with my mentees are the four D's, and that decide. You have to make a decision on what you want in life, why you want it, why you want it, what you're willing to sacrifice, you know, to have it. So you have to decide. Then you deal. You have to deal with everything that's going to come, every hurdle, every detour, every hindrance, every hater, every, you know, um, humbling moment that comes with that. So you decide, you deal. Then you got to multiply determination on both of those things, on your decision and your dealing. And then ultimately that ends with your defeat of that particular goal or aspiration. So it's the four D's, decide, deal, determination, and defeat. Why, why defeat? Defeat, because it is a goal that I'm trying to conquer. Ah, okay. Something that I'm trying to... So right, you're not defeated. That I'm trying to, You've beaten that. I like right, that. Right, okay. I'm not defeated. Nope, nope. I'm, I'm defeating that goal, that aspiration, that dream. I'm turning it into a reality. You know, because, I mean, a lot of times our dreams, if we don't realize them, we don't bring them into fruition, they defeat us. Because it's just like, you know, uh, leaving this earth and not giving whatever your idea or your purpose or your path to the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's Les Brown that has, and I don't know if he was the first one to say it, but remember he said that the richest place in the world is the graveyard because there's so many ideas. I was just about to quote him. I I, seriously, (laughs) literally, I was just about to quote that same thing because, yeah, when I I used to work with a program with the state of Michigan, and I would show that video because I loved it. I'd never heard of him before then, and this was like in the early 2000s, but the video was probably from like the 90s. And, uh, right. and, and, and there are things with Les Brown that I really connect with because when, uh, I remember him talking about how he, you know, was, was not going to be able to, you know, uh, basically his parents were told he was going to be almost dysfunctional. You know, he, his IQ yep. level wasn't at that. And, uh, and he, um, uh, you know, he, he, he proved them wrong. And I, when I was really little, I had a um, uh, case of bacterial meningitis that I almost died. And they mm-hmm. told my parents, you know, that he's going to be lucky if he can read or write or talk or, you know, pretty much they said I was going to be, again, dysfunctional. So there was always that kind of a yep. 
a kindred spirit with Les Brown because of that. And then, yeah, that, so that, that statement, that whole thing, it, it really, it really, uh, 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 resonates with me is that whole, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the richest place is, is a cemetery because how many ideas go to die there? You know, and some because that's right. Well, and it's all about determination and will. I mean, look at you. You got an amazing podcast. Thank you. You're an amazing producer with your shows, uh, you know, Broadway, different things that you're doing, have done. And not to mention, if you're in IT, information technology that drive the world, I'm not that technical. (laughs) I'm not that tech savvy. And you're doing something amazing. But, you know, say Whitney Houston, uh, she was never supposed to, to speak again, let alone sing after her, you know, the incident between her and her brother. I think there was a hanger or something or some 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 incident when she was a small child. Really? Where she was never supposed to, yeah, she was never supposed to speak, let alone sing. And then you have Les Brown, who was labeled, I think he calls it like educable, uh, retarded or mental something like, retarded. Yeah, something exactly. Like retardation. And, you know, he's like one of the most amazing impact and influential I love, um, yeah. you know, persons on this earth that just really sets you ablaze. So it's all about the decision. And then his turn, you know, I don't know how much you, you listen to it, but his turn came from like a teacher that asked him to write something on the board. And he was like, well, I can't because, you know, he used to be they used to call him the dumb twin. He was called the, the DT. Yeah. And when he told the, the, the teacher. I can't because I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be the dumb one. And he spoke very powerful and life living words into Leslie, you know, at that point, that's when his life changed. And that's when his mindset turned like, oh, well, wait a minute. No one has ever told me that I can do this. I can do that. Don't, you know, don't feel this down this way or don't be down on myself because such and such, you know, put in the work, put in the effort, put in the energy and you'll receive, you know, that which you're, you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So yeah, it's all about a all about a, a decision, and we are all very very amazing. Um, you know, we're we're amazing creatures. We're we're an amazing creation individually and originally, which is um, which is great. You know. Oh, of course, yeah, that, and that and I've talked with people that you know when they sit there and and try and act like uh, that. That's one of the reasons why I think that we can't be an accident. You know, that this isn't something that we mm-hmm. just die and go somewhere is because it seems like that we're too intricate of machines to just be an accident. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like throwing a bunch of parts mm-hmm. on into a into a, a, a um, I don't know, like a warehouse or something. All of a sudden they start coming together and turn into a car. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. I mean, sure, right. maybe right. on a long enough timeline, you know, and then that, that, but then that's the argument that people go, well, yeah, in billions of years, it's like, okay, fine, you know, but it, I still don't think it's, you know, there's got to be some kind of catalyst that would cause them to attract. And there's got to, and to mm-hmm. me, that little catalyst that gets it to attract, that little catalyst that gets it to start, that's where the soul, that's where yeah. the consciousness, that's where all that kind of stuff happens. And, it's a, it's an extension of that main source of energy that's causing it all is, is and that's just kind of how my you know my mind goes and wanders and I and I ponder this stuff all the time because it's it's something that's going to happen to everybody you know this isn't something yeah. that only happens to the rich or the poor or you know uh, uh, men or women or whatever it's everyone and that's right it's I'm, I'm I am fascinated and, and I you know and I do I do appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing your, you know, your insights and uh, thank you for the compliments on the show. I think, you know, what you're doing is, is awesome. I love when people can go in and, and inspire people and get people to wake up and wake up to the, you know, the fact that there's more to life than just simply doing a nine to five. I mean, yeah, like you said, do the nine to five. So it allows you to do the things you really want to do. That's what I'm doing with my nine to five. So that's right. Well, thank you definitely for having me. It is always a pleasure and an an honor. And I just really want people to, if I had to sum up my, not just my legacy, but I guess my reason for going on different shows or just putting my life really out there, my life experiences, it would be, you know, Stop allowing other people to validate you because when you take accountability and responsibility for yourself, it, it really sets you free. You have the, the freedom to live, you know, and that's very important because we all, we, while we may not know what's going to happen to us after we die, 
you definitely control what's happening to you right now while you have breath. 100%. <laughs> yes. And that validation yeah. is a word I use a lot because yes. a lot of times people get validated through the stuff they buy. And it's like validate your, through, mm-hmm. through your actions, like you said, through the through your your influences and things of that nature, you know? Yep. But, uh, right. well, hey, you have yourself a good rest of the weekend. And uh, thank, you. thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, too. And when you get an opportunity, Tim, if you would um, send me a good mailing address for you, because I want to um, send you an autographed copy of my book. Absolutely. That'd love and um, yeah, yeah, just as a, a thank you. And if there's anything, anything at all that I can do be in service to you in any way, um, you know, please, let's stay connected. Totally. You know, like I mentioned to Chris and Chris and I, we chat from time to time on IG and nice. I just, you know, that whole one and done thing. I'm just not that type of, <laughs> of connector, because, you know, because I do. I re- I realized that you could have had anybody on your show. You can't have anybody on your show. And, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a, a privilege to, um, you know, to just be in the same, to occupy the same space and occupy the same time with you. So thank you I so much for that. I appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. And, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm honored you came on. So. Uh, when I heard, right. I heard you, your episode on Chris's show and I was like, Oh, I'd love to talk to her. So, <laughs> but, uh, well, Good well and, uh, I will get you a text cause I'd love to, I'd love to read that. I mean, I'm not a heavy reader. I'll be honest with you. It might take me two years to yeah. read it, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, trust me, it won't. It won't take you two years to read mine. It's not like it's, you know, a 7,000-page um, <laughs> autobiography because I understand people's attention spans. And so I just hit – I do, you know, little hits on my reality, my rags, my riches. I do a summary. And, you know, the whole point of it, for me anyway, was to just put enough in there to wet the palate and to, you know, make people say, hmm, let me bring her on the show. Or let me – you know, she needs to talk a little bit more about – about this or going to depth about xyz so excellent um, yeah but yeah i just you know i, I want to send it to you and thank you again uh you know for taking time out of out of oh, your of saturday course. to um to spend a little bit with me i appreciate it. i really do too same here so yeah right. i'll send you that text with an address right now <laughs> okay thank you thank you have a good weekend okay bye you too bye-bye and that was my conversation with angela marshall very inspiring I definitely recommend taking some of that to heart, if not all of it, you know? Start living more. Start doing more for yourself and others. And if you'd like to learn more about Angela, check out her website at inotherwordsbystone.com. And in the meantime, have yourselves a good day, have yourselves a good life, and make sure that you're living every day to your fullest. I know it's easier said than done, but it's definitely very doable. And as always, if you're still listening, make sure to share, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and leave me a review. Put a rating. Be honest. Tell me how I'm doing. I want to make this better for all of us. Take care of yourselves.